Welcome back to another episode of the Demand Efficiency Podcast with me, your host, Eli Rubel, formerly Elias, but hey, names are hard. This is the show where we unpack and benchmark the methods and tactics used to reduce CAC by the most efficient and fastest growing companies in tech. Frequent listeners will know demand efficiency is a leading indicator and North Star metric for teams focused on reducing CAC. And in each episode, we'll evaluate how the best companies in the industry are driving down their cost to acquire while still achieving remarkable growth. All right, today's episode is with the CEO of Gated, and we're going to jump all over the place today between conversion surfaces as a demand efficiency lever, as well as creativity as a demand efficiency lever. You know, some of our other episodes, we focus on a specific lever, but in many cases, it's the connective tissue between surfaces that can increase or decrease cost to acquire over time because there are so many of these small little places, little corners within the business that, again, are, I call them connective tissue or surfaces that are often ignored. And so we'll start off talking about their onboarding experience and how delightful and seamless they've made that. And then we end up talking about, this is my favorite part of the episode, we end up talking about this engagement tool that they built from scratch. It's like a side hustle hacky thing that they put together, a Chrome extension that allows champions of the company to engage in thought leadership content and conversations about the company when they crop up on LinkedIn and how they've designed an experience to engage those champions in an easy way in platform as opposed to you know the typical slack channel for all of your you know supporters and and champions so just these creative ways again gate is on the much earlier stage side and that's why we didn't focus on a specific lever with them but i thought that these small little connective spots would be fun to highlight and talk about how earlier stage folks are getting creative and driving results through that creativity so with that let's jump over to this conversation with andy at gated Perfect. Well, another episode. I'm really excited to have Andy Moat on the call. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Eli. It's great to be here. So you are the CEO of Gated, a product that I personally am very excited about. Why don't you uh, take a second and set the stage for our listeners? What is Gated? Yeah, absolutely. Gated at a fundamental level takes email from people who don't know you. It takes it out of your email box and sends them a note saying, hey, I don't know you. Here's my nonprofit. If you want to donate a couple bucks, you'll make it to my inbox. If not, like I may see your email or I may not. If you do, so what we do is we'll take off, call it 20 to 50% of a typical user's inbox. And then on the flip side for senders, we're reducing the noise dramatically. And so instead of competing against people that haven't done their targeting, don't understand, don't understand, like, are they relevant or is this even valuable information? We reduce all that. And so what we're really all about is putting a marginal cost on email. I love it. It's uh, not every day that I would advocate for a product on the level of saying, if you took this away from me, I'd be really, really upset. But Gated is one of those things. I remember when we first talked about it and I started seeing it pop up in other people's inboxes thinking like, oh, that's a nice to have. Like, I should set this up at some point. And then I set it up and realized very quickly, oh, this is a must have. The amount of time it saves me. That is so cool to hear, and, and I love it. 
we've seen that across the board with people. I think we're doing something very different. Think of it a lot like Calendly, right? Like when you first got a Calendly, you're like, this feels weird. This feels different. This feels awkward. And then you started to realize, yeah, but the alternative is send back and forth nine emails. And so this just makes people more efficient. So I think we've seen that, which is once people use it, they don't ever leave it after they make it to the first week. So I'm glad you did. Um, It'd be fun to drill in and, and talk more. I think this is the biggest thing we think a lot about, which is, how do we grow gated as fast as possible? So I'm really enjoying, I'm looking forward to pressure testing my thinking with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we're here today to talk about demand efficiency, how you think about demand efficiency, how you're working to drive demand efficiency with your team. Obviously, you guys are on the earlier stage side of things just now setting up you know, all of your fundamentals and all of your initial go-to-market motions and, and levers. When I first approached you with this concept, let's be real, of demand efficiency. I'm curious, just like, how did that land with you? What do you think of demand efficiency conceptually? I love the idea. And I really loved, you know, you, you sent me over the questions in advance, which was terrific. You know, I've run go-to-market strategy at three unicorns. So, you know, I can definitely describe how gated is different and how we're approaching the world in a different way. But to me, everything comes back to how efficient are you spending the money to be able to drive the demand. And every time I talk to somebody looking at a new job, I'm always like, look at top of funnel. Is it working? Because you can always make the rest of the funnel work. That's easy to optimize. So I think spending the time focusing here is so critical and I'm excited for this topic. Today's episode is brought to you by No Boring Design. Wow, what a name. No, we know this team well. We've brought them in to help with a number of engagements. When design becomes a bottleneck for shipping campaigns quickly. Uh, Also, when design is boring, right? A lot of B2B status quo becomes boring and it doesn't have to be. So we bring this team in, they level up the quality design and they remove design as a bottleneck to ship campaigns, content, product marketing assets, you name it. If it needs a design and you're hung up on it, this team can help. Um, somehow they managed to do this. I think their price point starting out is 2,500 a month, uh, obviously goes up from there, but what a great resource. We've seen them firsthand do great work with Dropbox, Yelp, a number of our big clients they've been a part of. So check them out. Noboringdesign.com. Noboringdesign.com. So, I mean, when we think about demand efficiency, right, it's not just in the channels themselves, but also that connective tissue. And I think you guys have done a really good job. Like your onboarding flow is incredibly impressive for the stage you're at and really for any stage. I remember going through that and having it be a simple, delightful experience. So clearly you've thought through these other surfaces, not just the pure channel experience, but also the product experience. How did, how did you work through those other services? Maybe just touching on the product onboarding for a second. I think one thing we've learned is there's a lot of decisions you can make for somebody. That's something we spent time with, like the folks at Product Led and West Bush and people really talking through like, what decisions do you need to say, listen, user, you need to make that versus we can just make those assumptions for you and then allow you to override. So that's kind of how we thought about the onboarding flow, which is how do we get you to live in three to four minutes versus making you have to spend a couple hours setting up a new tool and learning it, doing all that. And maybe I cut off your question. You were diving into that area around onboarding or into a different area? Yeah, I'm curious, like what are the, so that's just an example of one important surface, right? But being a product-led product, what are some of the other surfaces where you're spending your time? 
It's a really good question. We, we're actually having a lot of debate internally around service because one of the conscious decisions we made, Eli, was we are not building another email client. We want to work with whatever email client you use. Today, we're only on Google. And so I think that's been a real innovation because it doesn't require people to change their workflow. And so it's a lot easier to sign people up. At the same time, it means we have less surfaces to interact with people on and to get feedback back on the decisions we make. And so I think it yields a very high retention for us, but it yields a, we want to be able to figure out a way to get that feedback without interrupting people's workflow. So it's kind of an interesting debate we're going through right now. You built a custom Chrome extension that, I know what it does, but describe to our audience what you built. Yeah, we tried to, so everybody probably has the Slack channel where you have all your fans and you post the things and then you say, hey, why don't you grab those things and you post them. I think that kind of fails in a bunch of ways. So we built a Chrome extension that will feed in kind of like in a really gamified way, three to five interesting social media like conversations we don't want people to go click post and move on. We want people to engage in the conversation that's in front of them. So I'd say it's very powerful. We haven't figured out how to fully gamify it yet, but we've got kind of like 10 people that are really geeked out on it. And we're playing a lot with it right now. We're having fun. That's super cool. I just love the creativity there going a step further to make it really easy. Yeah. It seems like the through pattern for you is the ease of the experience. Yes, everything has got to be easy, right? Like we're all busy, we're all swamped, we're all like just overwhelmed with so much noise. And if, if it's not easy, people move on. Well, Andy, this has been a blast. Thank you for uh, talking about demand efficiency with me and I'm really excited to see where things go for Gated. Thanks, man. It's really interesting. I, lo- I love that you included us and, you know, it's typically when people think demand efficiency, they think B2B. I think there's some really interesting stuff starting to happen in PLG. And hopefully we shed some light on it. There you have it. It was a fun conversation, a bit out of the normal mold for the Demand Efficiency Podcast, but interesting nonetheless, and I think gives folks something to think about, whether it be as something as straightforward and on the nose as how can we improve our onboarding experience to deliver value sooner to our users, prevent churn, drive engagement, or what is the parallel for us in that creative Chrome extension? Is there some sort of, whether it's the same exact thing or something just equally creative that we could do to engage our champions and help us drive conversion and awareness and brand affinity? So we'll wrap up this episode. Obviously, these lessons are pretty universal, so we're not going to dive into emotion, whether it be sales-led or or product-led in this case. And we'll catch you at the next episode. As always, if you'd like to see how today's guest scored on the demand efficiency benchmark, you can head to mattermade.co forward slash demand efficiency. Again, that's mattermade.co forward slash demand efficiency, where you'll be able to see all of the guests who have participated in the demand efficiency benchmark survey segmented by selling motion, industry, fundraising amount, you name it, you can slice and dice and you can even take the survey for yourself and see how your demand programs stack up when it comes to demand efficiency. We'll see you next time.